On today's episode, we have a product of the most overrated sports program in the history of college sports, Notre Dame. Hailing from the wonderful city of South Bend, Indiana, Caleb. A fan of the season and a man who often goes by the name Zach. Zach, working hard for the guest team, brings us three stories about the tasteful animal, pigs. Logan, continuingly to slowly pull away, decides not to try something daring, something bold, something fun, and instead decides to stick with themes. Logan tells us three stories about land, air, and sea. None of the stories have anything to do with the McDonald's secret menu. Can Logan's story soar above the rest and continue to allow him to pull away? Spencer, our sweet dear Spencer, feeling the pressure of the guest and Matt closing in on his lead, decides to abandon all hope and tells us three stories of which have no theme at all. And yet he calls himself a theme man? Shame, shame, shame. Can Spencer take the pressure Will he abandon all principle and all tradition in fear of getting lapped in points? Matthew, still coming down from the high of a five-point week, continues his path on pure randomness in hopes of having another strong week. He comes with stories that may or may not have a theme, but most certainly do not have a theme. Can his randomness continue to throw the group off the scent of his false story? Find out all on this and more on today's episode. I go by Zach now. Welcome back to another episode of the Stump Podcast. I'm Spencer. I'm Matt. And I'm Logan. So just, this... Can we just... Hold on. Go on. The fact that you no longer pause... I was thinking the same exact is thing. ...is truly just a blessing. No, I missed the pause. I don't know. Because I feel like we always started the episode, I'm Spencer, I'm Matt. I'm Logan, and I me miss, and Matt would be like, Logan, are you kidding uh, me? I miss uh, just looking at Spencer the whole time you're telling your stories when you were remote. And just being like, no, 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 bro. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> for today's episode, we have a special guest with us today. He hails from South Bend, Indiana. He is a product of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Which is the most overrated sports program in the history of college sports. Wow. Shots fired <laughs> off the wow. bat. Wow. I, I just met him, what, 10 minutes ago, and I'm already... Wow. <laughs> you haven't even spoken to him. Much like jugular. Golly. Sorry. I mean, I will say you may not be wrong, but... <laughs> he has been a friend of mine for a while, a friend of my wife's for even longer. Uh, here is Caleb. Caleb, welcome to the show. Hello. Glad to, glad to be here. <laughs> get the applause you get Let's the applause <laughs> no but i was gonna say i do miss the pause because it was always like a judge of how long the pause was <laughs> yeah. gonna be figuring out how long yeah, that was, was gonna game take because i know Never he had to start he had to start talking halfway through when uh matt was introducing himself oh, in the yeah. beginning so it was like always a judge of when he was gonna i get legit in. said my name over matt in my in my side of things because i was virtual yeah and you guys would still tell me there's a pause so that was annoying can i i just want to say right off the bat who are you apologizing I ha- to? I, I was just say I haven't apologized in a long time, and I need to apologize. <laughs> but this is a, this is not apologizing about the 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 game. It's not apologizing about what I'm saying. It, I'm apologizing for my voice. After hearing Zach's voice, I, this he has a true like. I would listen to him read me a book. Can I just ask one question? Yes. Who's Zach? Who's Zach? Zach. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> you know what? I was like, I was like, wait, wait, time out, time out. That is <laughs> you know what's so funny the about that? The angels Wait, play during this, that moment. This is what we have the boo button for. Like, 
<laughs> wait, wait, time out, time out. Let me explain myself here. Let me explain myself. Wow. Again, I think that should speak for us. Yeah, here's the, here's the best part about this. Is Logan said your name, Caleb, and I literally was like, it's Zach. <laughs> Dude, I was like, like I was Zach. like, I wonder if was that like a previous guest? Nope. Who was he talking about? That's I was like, I'm oh, going no. through. No. Who's our guest? I was like, guest? Quinn, but Quinn. Yeah. No, like, uh, uh. There's no better way to start this off, and unfortunately, Caleb, I will call you Zach for the rest of the episode. No, That's I mean, fine. Who isn't? <laughs> well, I think the only fair thing to do is to, uh, for if you get my story wrong, it's a deduction of two points. I oh, agree. Whoa, whoa. I, agree, <laughs> I tried taking five points away from yeah. the last episode. <laughs> I yeah, was he like, he's like, can I unlock my answer? And I was like, you can do it, but I'm taking five points away. If you do <laughs> the that. worst part about that, I would have unlocked the other wrong answer. <laughs> Speaking of points, yes. uh, <laughs> where point. do we find ourselves at, Matt? All right, points, 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 points. Um, get your button, get your hand off the yeah, pause button. Turd. Um, <laughs> Logan, twenty-one here. points. Just do it. Just do waiting it. for. That's what I'm here for. Spencer's coming in at 16. Okay, okay. Thank you. Our guest, Zach, just so you're aware, (laughs) our guest have 14 (laughs) points right now. Sorry, You are two behind Spencer. I need you to beat him. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. And then uh, I am coming in with 11. He had a great week last week, though. Great week last week. I scored all of my points for the rest of the season last week. So go. it's going to be a rough one going was, on. Was that the first five-point week ever. we've had? Ever. 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 Yes. That was the wow. level of good was a perfect Matt episode. He was. Five-point week. Yeah. All those people I paid on Fiverr to write me stories. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have themes? What's what's the deal here? We do have themes. Zach, what do you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> Caleb, what's your theme? <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% Zach. putting Zach in the description. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I was like, Caleb, I don't know what my name's actually going to be in there. Okay, CK, Caleb Zach. <laughs> yep. Okay. Do you have a theme? I do. I've uh, been listening Holy to the podcast, ca- caught up on all the episodes I haven't heard. So okay. um know the theme is a big part of this. So I, I did come up with a theme for the day. Hey, what you got? What's the theme? What is it? Um, the theme is not going to be as engaging as the titles of the stories. Okay. But uh, the theme I have today is pigs. 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 Okay. Oh, All right. Man. And here, because I'm a theme guy, right? Oh, my God. I want to say I started the theme. <laughs> Jesus. I've completely abandoned the theme. No oh, theme. No, no theme. No. Completely three unrelated related stories. Of getting your tail kicked by Matt without a theme is all it took? That's all it took. I you get beaten that I get washed, by someone who's sucking. <laughs> I get washed to and fro very easily. Oh, no. <laughs> Next year's shirt will say, themes matter sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Logan, Matt. Fine print. <laughs> Principal. Matt, what do you got? Um, I decided to just grab three stories that I have in my uh, Excel sheet for stories. Wow. And I've got three that you could probably link together in some way or another, but I don't. But you're not giving us a theme. I don't, okay. I don't have a theme. Incredible. I do. And I did all that preparation for a theme. I, and nobody else. I know. I, I have got a theme. Zach, don't I got what you. a Zach thing to do. <laughs> what a Zach thing to do. My theme is the land, air, sea. Land, air, air sea. Have you heard of that burger from McDonald's? Nope. You take the, oh, take yeah. the burger, yeah. the chicken, and the fish. You put them all in one. Land, yeah. air, sea. Land, air, sea. I've never heard of that. Like it, yeah, it was their menu hack yeah. Yeah. phase. Well, Zach, per the usual, uh, guests go first. Okay, Caleb, do you want to kick us off? <laughs> <laughs> we invite him, or I said, we get invited, and now he's going to get called the wrong name the entire... <laughs> yeah, I can go ahead and get started first. Um, I'll let you guys pick, so that way I don't determine nice. the order, and I, I don't have to worry about sure. which one I do. So, 
The three stories I have are Beauty is in the Eye of the Pig Holder. I want that one. <laughs> he does this a lot. That one's false. Do it He's now. He's taking a lot after you his wife. You just have to bear with him. My wife is a very direct <laughs> oh. Very decisive. You just have to bear with him sometimes. <laughs> oh. Okay, what's your other two? Sorry. i got to bear through Zach, so I, I yeah. know I'm already going. Uh, the story number two is The Pig Heard Around the World. Okay. And the last story is Swine Before Pearls. Ooh. I, I like pearls. Can't afford them. I like so the pig go. around the world, but I like the pig herd around the world too. Do it. Pig okay. herd around the we'll world. We'll start with the pig herd around the world. And most of my stories I had start the same way, so here we go. Oh. The year is 1846. Bum, bum, bum. The U.S. and Britain had just signed the Oregon Treaty to separate the U.S. from what would eventually be known as Canada. Bum, bum, bum. This new border ran right through a group of islands, making it difficult to determine which country now controlled them. So, settlers from both countries began to inhabit the island. The British started a sheep ranch while the Americans began farming. For ten years, both sides lived together rather peacefully. This is until a rogue pig from the British ranch found its way over to an American field of potatoes. This enraged one of the local farmers, who decided the best course of action was to shoot the pig for eating his potatoes. Hmm. Logical. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. This, in turn, enraged the ranchers, who demanded compensation for the loss. The farmer offered to pay a mere $10 for the pig, which, in turn, caused the ranchers to threaten to have the farmer arrested by the British authorities and evicted for trespassing on British soil. The farmer, fearful that he would be arrested, claimed that this island was, in fact, American soil and sent a petition to the U.S. for military protection. The U.S. military sent over a 66-man company to aid the Americans. Seeing the rising force of American military on the island, the British decided to send over three warships. The two countries began increasing their military forces to almost 2,500 men before an end was finally made to the dispute. A British general was sent over and commanded to attack the American forces. The general refused, however, stating that he would not involve two great nations in a war over a squabble about a pig. The countries were asked to reduce their forces to around 100 men each until a verdict could be, made, could be made. It was not until 15 years later, after that fact, that a verdict would be reached, giving the U.S. possession of the island. So a war almost broke out between two countries over a pig that was killed eating potatoes. In the 1800s? 1846. Now, here's the real question. When the pig was killed, was it made into anything? <laughs> I almost put something in there about, you know, they could have solved this by just making a stew. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> Come together over a dinner with pulled pork. Also, $10 would have been a decent amount in I, 1886. I was, that was the question I had. 46. What's the fair value of a pig in 1846? I don't know the answer, but uh, false. they did not like $10. Hey, Siri, what is the... <laughs> All our phones just... <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah. All right. So good, that is story, story number good story. one. Good start. Good start. All right. No, and I was going to say at the beginning, I did forget. Uh, my stories are also a lot like Logan's, where they're are very long and drawn out. So. Good. 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 Yeah. I freaking oh. had them halfway through. <laughs> so much. Don't worry. Sometimes when Logan's speaking, I zone out and then I come back. Yeah. There's a few times you repeat a story as you zoned out. I, re- I recall you- one specific time where you go, I missed all of that. <laughs> It's like, as long as you zone out the, the non-important parts exactly. and come back in and the, exactly. the falsities, you know. Okay. All right. So, do you now want beauty is in the eye of the pig holder or swine before pearls? kind of want swine before pearls. I'll go pearls. I like pearls. Yeah. Okay. Swine before pearls. The year 
is 1461. Anything's possible. <laughs> Louis the 11th became the king of France after his father, Charles the 7th, dies at his estate in France. During his upbringing, uh, Louis was often ridiculed by others for his larger stature and his off-putting appearance. This caused Louis to live most of his life in seclusion, where he grew a fondness for the bizarre and the cruel. In the years leading up to his father's death, Louis had been exiled due to a plot against the king's advisors. After his father's death, Louis was ushered back to France to begin his rule. One thing was missing from Louis's life, however, a queen. After a mere few weeks as king, Louis instructed all families within a day's travel of the capital to present to him their finest pigs, dressed in the royal garbs of the monarchy. It was demanded that any clothing or accessories be pinned onto the animals as to not fall off during judging, and that all members of the families be present. If a pig was found unworthy by the king, the family would be exiled. The pig found most worthy to the king's eye would win the family a special pardon. However, this pardon was in fact the great honor of allowing the king to make a female from the family his queen, as he was secretly judging the women of the families and had no interest in the pigs besides to, to feed his love for cruelty. Plot twist. I feel like I've heard things like that before. Have you seen I've, holes? I have seen holes. <laughs> I've never heard of anything like this, but that is nuts. Yeah, he was a crazy, crazy guy. So basically he did it so that the families would come out and he would look like he's judging pigs, but he's actually judging the woman, and then he would pick based on that. Yeah, so he had to make okay. a special edict that made sure all the families would come out. Would show up, and mm-hmm. then he could be like, ha-ha, your pig's yep. the best, but really it was the Is woman that he was Is there a Hallmark story over this? <laughs> there should be. Um, I definitely did not base this off of there a Hallmark story. That is true. <laughs> Very nice. It'd be amazing. All right. What's the last I, one? Hit yeah. it. The last story. Beauty is in the eye of the pig holder. Mm. The year is 2016. Okay, recent. As the U.S. deals with Donald Trump winning the presidency and the Cubs winning the World Series. Uh, Is there a boo there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Over in Africa, a young pig is beginning to take the art world by storm. After being rescued from a slaughterhouse, a young pig was taken to a farm sanctuary in Cape Town, South Africa, where her knack for the arts soon began to shine. After seeing the pig pick up a paintbrush from a pile of items, the sanctuary's founder decided to put some paint in a canvas in front of the pig, and thus, Pig Casso was born. Hmm. Since beginning her artwork at the sanctuary, Pig Casso has brought in nearly 130,000 pounds, or $147,000, for her art, with her most expensive art piece being sold for 20,000 pounds, or $23,000, outpricing the previous animal art record of $16,000 set by Congo the Chimp several years earlier. Now that's a lot of bacon. <laughs> nice ending. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, give him. Yeah. There. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. First off, I've not heard of any of these. I've never heard of these. <laughs> so well done because this is going to be a guess. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even say this one's true, narrow it down. Um and I got nervous because... read them in the um, same tone, too. I know. Yeah. I tried. That's why I was like, I don't want to memorize them. I just want to read them that way. It doesn't change. I'm so. fairly certain I know where I'm going, though. Perfect. Which, which way do you think you're going? I had this gut just twisting <laughs> in me. The second one. Was it all the second candy one. you just ate? I ate oh, one man. airhead. Yeah. <laughs> After only having oatmeal, I'm in it. <laughs> I, think, I think the second one is the one I'm leaning towards. Okay. 
that one was. Um, uh, the second one I read was the, uh, the king, swine before pearls. The swine, yes, yes yep. the king. Okay. The first one was the island. The island. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lock in the second one okay. now. I'll be the first one to yeah. put my <laughs> chips in the pile. Give me your logic. Convince me. <laughs> I think that's the easiest one to make up. Okay. I feel like I've heard something like that in a different uh, like template almost. Okay. And so that's the reason. I think all three were phenomenal fantastic stories i don't know any of them usually i got like a 25 percent. yeah i think that's right there's about a six percent okay so I, <laughs> well done caleb thank you i'm Zach. gonna disagree with Zach. you <laughs> okay on which one i lock in and i also have no idea this is good i mean you, you present there to me with three stories well that done. it's gonna be a toss-up i'm going with the first one with the island okay. for, for two reasons. There's two reasons that stick out in my head. Number one, yep. I feel like $10 is a fair price for a pig in 1846. <laughs> okay. And I can't get over that mentally. <laughs> Number two, I've looked up an unbelievable amount of war stories. Uh, uh, you wouldn't believe how far I've gone into our history. And I've yeah. never heard this. Okay. Okay. And if it happened and I've never heard it, like, congrats. I'd love to see your source so I can find more stories. <laughs> but but okay. I just, I've never heard this. Okay. Okay. So Spencer's yeah. locking in. I got the one. Pearl. He's got two. Pearls. Yeah. You're locking one, in the two. island. Yeah. Matt, are you rolling so you're gonna split. To split this, you tag it, or are you going the to? The one uh, that I would be locking in is the the last one, the which last was the Picasso. Picasso. Had you like ever heard of Picasso? Like that's so, so the recent. The only problem is like there's a lot of animals, like like elephants. Yeah, elephants are a very common one to get rescued, and then they're like, oh, they can paint. Yeah, but like, elephants. Blah, 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 blah. Elephants are smart. Have you seen a pig? Like they're stupid animals. Yeah, but that's <laughs> so they sure do taste good. They're all delicious, oh, but we we raise pigs and like they're genuinely just mean and stupid. Yeah. Right. But like it doesn't mean that this picture looks good. It could be three different colors <laughs> on a true. canvas and it's all going to raise money. Like jump, jump, understand. jump, jump what, on our train. Do you think- <laughs> I'm so concerned Come. that you actually know which one's true and you don't want to tell us at all. Uh, and you're just like maybe going about question this. that. Maybe if you were to throw soup at a pig's painting, would it be, <laughs> <laughs> would it be chicken noodle soup? <laughs> chicken noodle or tomato. Go. Or cake. I will say the art world has changed. So yeah, I mean, changed. sometimes yeah. those abstract random colors are worth more nowadays and it seems that for some reason the no. gut is doing okay but it wants to say one okay it okay. wants to say Team the island with me and i dig therefore it. i'll lock it in one okay all right Islands. so okay tell us three is, is, is the painting wrong. three the pa- painting so is true there's a funny Pink story with this one nope it's um, false he's triple stumped us so this okay. story is true okay uh, However, Uh-oh. when I first was creating these stories, I started to write this story as my false story. I even made up the name Picasso, and I was like, that's too good to not be true. So I looked it up, and it was an actual thing. That is hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done for you, though. Yeah. Wait, wait. So did you change the story so or, that one to no, be true? Or is no, that, that one, that one was true. That one's so true. Picasso, he wrote it as a fake one, yeah. and it okay. became true. He it was initially going to be fake, and then I was like, that name is too good. No, <laughs> yeah. but somebody has had to think of it. I got to look it up just to check, and it was a true story. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. So that one is true. Props. Okay. So now, break one of our hearts. Break one yeah, of our hearts. Did you get hearts. two points or one okay. for the Probably Spencer's. Let's see. The other true story is the... Pig heard around the world. So I got it right? Yes, you did. Boom! So this pig was Ow! this pig was killed on this island that was in a canal over by uh, Vancouver. Yeah. And the 
they had just signed the treaty that did the border and the border was like supposed to be halfway through the channel but these islands were in the middle of the channel wow. so they didn't know who was supposed to be on which side so they both went and then a pig was killed and it escalated and it escalated and it escalated until there was so much people there until I think even the U.S. president at the time, Buchanan, heard about it and was like, what are we doing? That's so funny. That's wild. I've yeah. never heard that. It. Well done. Yeah. You got, so two you got two points. You gained on Spencer. Yeah. Spencer, Spencer came, came out with the only point of us three. Yeah. So did you make that one up completely? So Did that, you hear that from somewhere? I feel like I've no. heard something like so that. So I, I, got, I got worried for a second. I was like, maybe it was subconsciously I'd heard it because you were yeah. like, oh, I think I've heard something he along those lines. Lot. He literally says that once. Us. <laughs> At least <laughs> once. Every here's, other here's episode. I hear it when people say it out of their mouth. I'm like, I've heard that before, but I probably haven't. So this this guy, so Louis the Eleventh, is an actual actual yeah. French king. I believe yeah. it. Um, his whole story is true up to the point where he the had the families coming. Yeah. Okay. However, this dude is crazy. He actually, I was gonna. This was gonna be my true story, but I ended up switching this one out. He designed something. He was all about the bizarre and the cruel. He designed asked somebody to design. A pig piano. So he liked pigs. Which, as you hit the keys, would hit the pigs and have them squeal. You spoke way too soon. (laughs) That is not like pigs. And so he would have pigs of different sizes and different ages to get the different pitch ranges. He had somebody make terrible. That was going to be my. (laughs) I'm glad that's. I'm glad I. No, that was true. No, I know, but like that was going to be my true story. Wow. Yeah. Sickening. Well done. You brought two points. Good job. Good job. Within a point for Spencer. Yeah. Starting strong with well the guest, man. There well we go. Done. All right. Who uh, wants to go next? Um, guest normally choose. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the true. guest pick. Do you want Land Air C or one of the non randos? You know, I've heard I've heard Logan also has some some long stories today. So let's let's Always. break it up. Okay. Let's break it up. Let's go with let's go with Matt. Okay. All right. I've got some long stories too. Oh, so well, unreal. Right. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> no, They're gonna be like thirty seconds long. <laughs> probably gonna be less. Than- <laughs> okay, hit it. All right, so we've got three stories for you. Um, horse hugging, grizzly bear conflict manager, and go home, punk. I mean, I'm for the grizzly bears. I like grizzly, grizzly bears. bears. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Fancy escaping the daily commute and dread of 24-hour news cycle? How about moving to Montana to keep grizzly bears out of trouble? The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, a government agency that manages wildlife habits is currently seeking a grizzly bear conflict manager. Rather than stepping into a resolved territorial disputes between bears, they'll be working with local wildlife agencies to manage bear populations and mitigate their conflict with humans. A successful candidate or a successful candidate will be paid between $79,000 and $103,000 oh, a year. Goodness. Sign me up. Oh my goodness. To so keep what bears do they and do? people apart? Yeah. I mean that that's I didn't read the like job description. <laughs> so they're literally going down there to uh, But they're they're working with agencies to like basically help make sure that like bears don't that people can go visit places without like having to worry too much about bears. So they're saying so, like, screw they stay you, in park their rangers. zone. <laughs> I guess. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I wanna know if like they have free reign to do this or if it's they what? have to like work with yeah. it. So it's like somebody going out there and be like, I think this'll work. I have something in my head that might keep the bears away. I'm going to go try it. $103,000. Squeaky ducks. I'm genuinely, <laughs> yeah! I'm genuinely curious what qualifications do I know. you need. Like, is it like, has, has worked with bears before? Has fought a bear before? A bear attack You survivor? must have like, wrestled a bear. Yeah, like, what's the qualifications for this? You didn't go to school for bear management. Yeah, I guarantee, I 
from here on out, if that is true, there's going to be a bear management program somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> University of Montana. North Dakota. Yeah. The Grizzlies. Yeah, there Montana. it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next, next story. Next. Could I have such a better title? <laughs> As Ariana Grande says, thank you, next. <laughs> Horse hugging or go home punk? Uh, I was, wish I could say go home punk to Logan, so I would... You want, you want that, one? that one? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. The opening few minutes of the movie Top Gun make for arguably one of the coolest aerial scenes ever caught on film. The original or the new one? I mean, they're both pretty darn They solid. both actually I do. I know. That's why I'm asking. Is it the original? Or is I, it I was going off the original. The original. Original. Were you? The original. Okay. Original. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think why we got him, boys. Why am I getting questioned on the first I think, line? I think we got him. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> There's a reason it, it's the enduring air power movie of the 1980s. Turds. You'd let me finish. You wouldn't know which one it was. I still don't know which one it is. <laughs> Okay. In 2014, a drone being escorted by F-22 Raptors was intercepted by an Iranian F-4 Phantom in international airspace near Iran. Um, some history about planes for you, for those who don't know. The F-4 Phantoms would have been considered planes with sev- serious firepower if, they were st- if we were still in the 60s. But nowadays, these planes are museum pieces for the United States. The F-22 pilot flew under the F-4 pilot, to scope out its weapons. Then, undetected, flew to its left... I hands poorly here. His <laughs> left wing and radioed the other... The, F, the F-22 pilot radioed the F-4 pilot saying, you really ought to go home. The F-4 pilot ended up proceeding to break away and fly away. So basically, he was in restrict, restricted airspace. They were in international yeah, airspace. International. That is just like... I could see that happening... For sure, because I feel like that's just like a like common. Can pilots? This is an honest question. We need Quinn here. Can pilots <laughs> just radio to other planes beside them? Like, that's is a good that question. Just a thing? I think so. I feel In like. F- granted, none of this knowledge is based off of factual. This is all based <laughs> off of movies. You know? Okay, but like, I feel like they've used that in movies before when there's multiple pilots. I know in the Top Gun they radio to themselves in the trainings and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but you're on the same frequency. Versus, I don't know about that. That's interesting. I don't know. I, okay. No, no. You, you, I'll ponder it further. Okay. Uh, horse hugging is the final one. The national finals rodeo in Vegas is always a big event, but this year there's a new event that's sure to bring a crowd favorite: horse hugging. That's right, horse hugging. The event is simple: contestants must hug a horse for as long as possible. The horse can be either wild or tame, but must be at least 18 hands high. The contest is open to all. Comers. <laughs> is that physical, that's 18 physical watching, hands? Watching <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. I was stuck on the same thing. What 18 hands high means. So that's actually 18. exactly what it means is. Oh, this one? It's a traditional way of measuring a horse. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Whose um, hand? I, <laughs> okay. Go on. The contest is open to all comers and the winner will receive a cash prize of $1,000. So if you're in Vegas this year, between December 1st through the 10th, be sure to check out the horse hugging event. Do they know we use feet to measure, not hands? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Man. So the fact that you can use wild or tame. First off, who's using wild? Like I'm gonna enter this Dude. and make it as hard as possible. <laughs> could you? Could you imagine just? Here, but buddy. tame horses do literally whatever you tell them. Like you have a good horse, you could go hours 
days, maybe, depending on if you can feed them over your shoulder. Yeah, so you get the you get to bring the horse. Yeah, it's your horse, right? I didn't check on if you brought the horse or you just oh. showed up. I didn't check into mm. that. Hmm. Can't so imagine too many people the horse showing hugging, up. The plane like and what was the first one? The bear. In. The bear. Paying some dude 100 grand. Grizzly bear yeah. conflict manager. Go home punk and horse hugging. Last week, I didn't believe. Or no, I believed all of your stories. This week, I don't believe any of them. It's a, di- <laughs> it's a very different position to be in mentally. Yeah. Like, no, I'm actually. I'm I'm in the same boat. I don't think any of them are true. Yeah, like last week, I was like, oh, these are all true. Which one's fake? I don't. I truly don't think any well, of them. Hey, if they're all the fake, that's a win-win. You, you never really know when I'm going to come with all so, true stories. Or all yeah. fake stories. <laughs> The second one, the go home punk. Go home punk. Uh, can you read that one real quick again? Essentially, um, an F twenty two Raptor was escorting a drone, a F four Iranian uh, plane. Flew in with them. The F twenty two snuck underneath, came up to his left wing, and said, "Go home, home punk." So and their technology so advanced that he was able to. He went scout. underneath. He saw the stuff and was like, hmm. and he said. <laughs> You really ought to go home. Yeah. And the Iranian one flew away. Hmm. So he translated it. Sure. It was in American? <laughs> yes. Correct. See, I'm just an so American that's fluent in what I languages they so speak in Iran. <laughs> on this story. <laughs> because when we said the top gun, his face got so red, too. I feel like... <laughs> here's my thing, too. I feel like, though... With this, even if you don't speak the language, if an F twenty two flies beside you, you kind of understand what he's saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh hey, <laughs> I don't like you here. Like, it's just like he said something to me, I'm gonna leave now. The bear management one too is throwing me for the, the horse hugging. I don't know. I could see horse hugging is ridiculous, but it's Vegas, right? You said Vegas. It is Vegas. It's Vegas. Yeah. They do stupid stuff there all the time. Make that money, man. The go home. Where are you at? So here's I've I've had an initial thought and I think I might lock this in. Okay, we'll see. Here. Let's hear it. Um, I think the horse hugging is true. Yeah, I think that one's wild enough to be true. Um, for that same logic, I also think the bear hugging or not the bear hugging, but the uh, <laughs> that's how they got him out. That's how they kept <laughs> yeah. them away. They hugged the bears. Um, I think that one, that one's just so unbelievable. But I I want to go with number two as being false. That's where I'm leaning to. The too. plane. Um, and is that where you're the leaning? reason is because, <laughs> partially because I, I I almost think he threw in a filler explaining what the F-4 plane was. Mm. That first threw me off because like, oh, he just wants to add something factual in the story. But I, it's also weird that the F-4 plane was able to come in to the airspace and then the other plane was able to get underneath it without that plane knowing. After the F four already knew that they were both there, that just does not make sense to me. I struggle with the Top Gun comment. <laughs> That's how, just that initial reaction. Well, here's my thing though. I think genuinely the Top Gun comment, not to defend Matt's story for him, yeah, was completely unrelated. Just him putting a comment in yeah. a story yeah. because it's a cool scene, and then yeah. we pinned him on that, and it had nothing to do with the story when I actually <laughs> heard it. And so I actually read less into that comment than I do the fact of understanding the language. But at the same time, it's the least believable story, which yeah. is always true. No, no, that's the. But the bear thing, the horse. Oh no, I don't. Okay, believe here, any my of gut, go my ahead. gut is saying Lock the it. plane. I'm locking the plane. All right, dude. Zach is One locking locked. in the plane too. Oh. Two locked. Wow, I can't. I can't. That was a fast I just follow. can't do that. <laughs> oh man. 
you put me in a tough spot. I don't want. Is that the one you were leading towards? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know Dude, do we give him yes. another five point? Are we week, going all or nothing? <laughs> give me the point. Wow! Right. wow. Matt, I swear, if I get another negative, <laughs> well, Matt, you just wait. No, 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 no. He fooled us. Yeah. By the way, they tell me first the, about the the bear. No, no he the bear, bear is true. Yeah. Okay. Right. The bear I, is true. I believe that because um, it's, the horse is false. Come I on. heavily looked into this. Afterwards, I'm like, man, I can make 103 if I'm like. What is that? <laughs> the one of the things they were saying was like, yeah, the, like camping primitive and like you get mm-hmm. shelter though every now and then. It's just kind of okay. like I know yeah. how to keep bears away. <laughs> Guns. Um, <laughs> horse hugging's false. Oh, um, no. that was like made the plane. up. Where did you I, hear the? Plane? I was just so. So the plane one was. It went into a lot more detail. It's this like second time that this has happened. Like he literally says, earlier. "Go home." He says along the lines of, "You really ought to go home." In and he literally, Iranian. So when the escort, I believe when the escort, it's not like he's right next to him. It's a drum. Yeah, he's yeah. further away. No, I get that. He came near, and then he basically came up underneath, checked it out. And was oh, like, so he came. He went near to the drone, not the other. No, no, the, he went near the to the other plane. One went near to the drone. Yeah, and then the F twenty two comes being, out, and then he that's, came okay. up underneath. Okay, I thought he went near to the and from F twelve. That's I've, why I was like so confused how he was able to get under. From what I've so. read, he came underneath, looked at it, and again the F four was like I don't know much about planes. Yeah, but hot in the sixties. Yeah, nothing now. It says in a museum in the U.S. So. I was so close to doing the horses. That was the two I was between. I was, I was between I the horses that one, too. I just couldn't think Vegas of It's Vegas, and it's nuts. But I, it's a day-long, two-day, three-day process. Like, if you could feed a horse, you could hold its neck. They're very friendly creatures. Yeah, I creatures. was... Dude, I, I, I think just, that's a thing. I was like, oh, I, no, mean, I still think it's a thing. At some point, the horse is going to move. It's going to poop. It's going to lay down. And you're going to let go. Like, <laughs> I mean... Well done. So that's well done. three? That's three. That's three. I should have done a horse. I'm kicking well myself already, and I haven't even listened to this episode. <laughs> I just <laughs> couldn't get over the stinking plane, though. No. Just so you know, Matt, you have already ruined a night of mine like six weeks <laughs> in the future. Like, I, I'm going to lose sleep six weeks from now when I listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm the best upset. part was the oh, Top well. Gun was literally just wrapping the story. Yeah, yeah, I figured that yeah. was it, but that played nothing to do with my decision either. Yeah, I, was I thought about like retelling like some of the Top Gun story. <laughs> oh, well, that's why I was like so confused. I'm like, he could, this is, I don't know. Well done, man. Yes, I just I was points. so hung up on the plane, so, so hung up. <laughs> Matt is making a great comeback. Oh. Okay, those Logan. fiber people. Right. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, Sad doesn't be five bucks a story. No. <laughs> do you want to go or do you want me to go, Caleb? Who do you want? Uh, who's Caleb? Exactly. I, I go by. I go by Zach. Zach I go by Zach. Zach who would you podcast. like? Zach. I go by Zach. This podcast. <laughs> um, Zach would like Logan to go next. Okay. All right. Buckle up. I don't even want to hear the rest of these. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I am so sad right now. I don't even care. <laughs> All right. Yeah. My three. I present to you in the order that sounds the most comical in my head. <laughs> I am speed. I am flight. I am dead. <laughs> I'd like to okay. go. I am dead. I got a, yeah, I I got a reaction. Dead. Good. All right. No. I hope I, you didn't have to tell these stories. In a uh, yeah. No. 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 I just title them. As Spencer said, I spend more time on my Titles titles than, than else? I do anything else. Yes, <laughs> by far. In 2010, a Slovakian man by the name of Valentin Kamil underwent a scientific experiment for the ages. Born in 1982, Valentin was a curious child who took a special fascination with the afterlife. As an adult, he had theorized many things, but eventually decided the best way to figure out what truly happens after death was to die in the name of science. However, in order to truly document his experience, he would not only need to die, but also come back to life. 
After much research, he decided that the best way to do this would be to drown himself in a tank of water. Once his heart had stopped beating, uh, a medical team would remove him from the tank, wait two minutes, and then proceed to revive him. June 12, 2010, he did just that. Documenting the entire thing on his camera, he hooked himself up to a heart rate monitor to allow the, the medical team to track his process of going from life to death, and he submerged himself in a tank and was strapped under the water. After about eight minutes, he lost consciousness, and soon his heart stopped beating. The, body, the team retrieved his body, and after two minutes, as instructed, of being medically dead, they began administering CPR and defibrillators to bring him back. After nearly 15 minutes, they had achieved bringing him back to a state of consciousness. Unfortunately for Camille, his recollection of the event was non-existent. Per his final report, drowning was unbelievably traumatic until he lost consciousness, <laughs> at which point he had no memory until regaining consciousness um, after being revived. He found no satisfaction in this process and soon became obsessed with finding the answer. He theorized his process was flawed and that he hadn't let himself be medically dead long enough and by choosing a method of death that allowed him to lose consciousness before dying, uh, it prohibited his comprehension of the death process. After only six months, he tried his experiment again, but this time with an electric current. His plan was to leave himself dead for five minutes this time and allow the medical team to revive him then. Unfortunately for Camille, this attempt did not end well as his first. The electric shock stopped his heart as planned, but the medical team was never able to revive him. He died as a result of his experiment on December 9th, 2010. Until he was... Until. <laughs> so this all happened in the same year? Six, literally six months later, he was willing to try again. Dude, I, scientists are crazy. <sighs> the question is, is, can he survive? He was submerged in water? Yes. For eight minutes, and then he went unconscious at eight minutes? He lost consciousness, and his heart stopped shortly after. He was he was submerged for medically two dead after that. Yeah, but then but he, it took them fifteen minutes to revive. What you're saying is he was drowning for eight minutes, and at eight minutes he lost consciousness. You lose consciousness before that. You, I would think so. Okay, that's the first story. You hear that? <laughs> we just poked a hole in your balloon. <laughs> wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> I am speed. I am flight. I, I just don't say anything. I let you guys talk yourself in and out of all these things. I am speed. <laughs> but I am flight. March 8th. March 18th, 1944. A Finnish ski patrol was ambushed behind Russian lines. This is World War II. They managed to escape during the ensuing firefight, but the Russians pursued them, beginning a good old-fashioned ski chase. Deep in enemy territory, and with the odds of escape looking thin, one Finnish soldier took from the patrol made a desperate move. He decided to take some pervitin, a.k.a. meth, that was issued by the Finnish army to keep soldiers awake during patrol. He found it impossible to take a single pill while skiing away and wearing the big winter gloves, so going full Popeye, he just popped the <laughs> bottle and took all 30 pills meant for his 30-man squadron at once. Now... You may be thinking taking meth for, enough meth for 30 men would be problematic. In reality, the initial response was great. His boosted <laughs> energy allowed him to lead the unit and break the snow, in the hard, which is the hardest part. And his boosted energy, soon they began making a great pace. However, the drugs began to take a toll, and soon he couldn't see straight. He began suffering from an overdose and lost all memory of what happens next. <laughs> All he remembers is waking up completely alone, <laughs> 62 miles away from his previous position. What? 
He had no ammo, no food, and no more meth. And <laughs> no patrol squad around to help. <laughs> what he did have still was Russians in pursuit of his tracks. When you ski in snow, you're really easy to track. Fortunately, the drugs killed his appetite. So he began fleeing, and over the next few days, ate only a few pine buds and a raw Siberian blue jay he'd managed to capture. <laughs> While skiing, he ran over a landmine. He lay there, delirious, passing out from time to time, before deciding no one would be coming to rescue him. He needed to save himself. His, his determination and an alarming amount of meth allowed him to get up out of the ditch and keep going in the freezing conditions. By the time he was discovered, he had traveled over 250 miles. Once at the hospital, they recorded his heart rate still at over 200 beats per minute and his weight down to 94 pounds. Bonkers. He made a full recovery and lived to the age of 72 never being able to fully recover how he lost his squadron during his speedy escape. His, everyone, everyone died except him? Never heard the report on the squadron. Okay. He, he did all 30. 30. And then he said, ah! <laughs> 30 and then went woke up superhero mode, wakes 60 up 62 miles, miles away. away. Still fleeing the Russians. And then did more meth? No, had no, no more no, meth. No, no. Okay. Still fleeing the Russians when he wakes up, runs over landmine, loses consciousness, gains consciousness, decides he's going to save himself, goes another, at this point, what, 190 miles until he's discovered. He does not die from the I landmine. am praying, <laughs> praying that is true. Uh, if that is not true, I laugh for no reason. and you That means you made me laugh, and that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Not as hard as those pills were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 30, like, 30. Why, why wouldn't you just like... <laughs> just shoot one Dude, out. My, my man was on a bender. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the third one? I am flight. I am flight. All right. This story details both the sing a single accomplishment as well as the life in general of Michel Lotito. Born in... Grenoble, France, in 1950, Michel developed a fondness for eating strange things at a young age. It started relatively small, glass and metal shavings. With zero ill effects, soon he began using his gift as a form of entertainment. Doctors and gastroenterologists studied him and soon diagnosed him with pica, a condition in which you have super thick stomach lining and intestines so you could safely eat things normally dangerous to humans and digest and break them down. In 1978, at his prime, he set, out a, he set out for a previously unheard of accomplishment, eat an entire airplane. Over the course of the next two years, Mikhail ate a Cessna 150 in its entirety. Every piece of metal, leather, seat, buckle, engine, and all of it, he found he could safely consume three pounds a day of hazardous materials, and so for the next two years, he would take it apart and eat it until he finished his project in 1980. He successfully ate an entire plane, on top of the plane during his professional career, he also finished 18 bicycles, 7 TV sets, 2 beds, 15 shopping carts, a computer, a coffin, a pair of skis, and 6 chandeliers. Goodness. He died of natural causes at the age of 57. I'm about, no 90, I'm about 97% sure that story is true. I, <clears throat> I've heard that. Like, dead serious. How does that come out? Uh, the two-year plane. Know. No, no, I've, I've heard. I don't know if the plane feat was accomplished, though. So, like, I know for a fact someone tried that. What year was that? 1978 to 1980. Yeah, I know for a fact that has been tried for a 100% fact. So, if it's a, he's just, he found that story and just kind of like, okay, it's tried, but it wasn't accomplished. That could be a thing. But I know for a fact someone has tried that. In the shopping carts, I have actually feel like I've heard before, 
but I think I, I can't imagine the same guy doing that. These are metal shopping. I mean, I guess the plane's mm, metal. Yeah. Like, metal. I don't care yes. how you like. What? I don't care how you break an engine up to eat it in small. As spikes. I told you guys before we were on air, all three of these stories yeah. I found to be incredibly these unbelievable. Are insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them you didn't find. Yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> what well, the first one was? The scientists experimenting with death. Oh, yeah. I am dead. I am the speed. worst part here is you've got two that flight. I'm like, are just so out. But the second one was uh, the military. The soldier. The soldier. Finish. And the other one's a plane. And I'm like, those two are both very outlandish stories. Mm-hmm. The other one, I, I could believe, like, in the name of science, will do weird things. Yeah, I agree with that. Dang. What are you thinking? And I, I, I'm hung up on a couple different things on each of them. Well, yeah. What, talk it out. So what the plane, got? I'm just trying to think of how much a plane weighs. Well, was it a large plane, a small plane? A Cessna 150. I don't know what that is. I Me mean, either. Dang <laughs> You freaking turd. Small plane. I he's told a, you what plane. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be an entire like. It's not a Boeing 747. No. Well, imagine? I was just like, he said three pounds a day for two years. That's like almost 2,000, 2,500 pounds. And I'm trying to think if that's. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hung up that, on. I feel like that one. would it's be like inappropriate for a small, yeah. like, single-engine plane. I know for a fact Not that I am like about trying that. to <laughs> like search the caucuses of my brain because I've scary, heard that. Scary. That I know. <clears throat> I've heard that. I just don't know if it actually like if that's someone true. actually accomplished it. Yeah, the eight-minute drowning holds me up on the first one. That's what uh, I'm a little concerned but about. I believe that one. Like I. It's either it's been a plot of some something else, or I've like heard of this being tried. Because that's that's not crazy. I like I believe that probably multiple yeah. people have tried to do that. But and also it took them fifteen minutes to resuscitate him after to revive him drowning? to a state of consciousness. Yeah. Per all right, per said report. I'm gonna lock in number two. The and speed. So the uh, the I am speed the I am that's the meth one yeah yeah Correct. I'm locking that one that's the one I was leaning towards that's too the one I'm locking in oh no literally I'm gonna lock that one I'm gonna lock that one in too oh, oh no I am it speed. comes down to Zach Zach <laughs> dude that that number two is like that feels like the story of a lifetime to write. Which is mm. why I'm leaning to lock that one in as well. Chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, choo choo. All aboard. We're doing it. Number two. Wow. Oh, this could be, be a another great three point week, swing. A great week oh, no. for this kid. Jumping Break my heart with the, the plane speed. first. The plane is true. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I knew I heard, I knew dude, I heard that somewhere. This dude ate everything. And here's the part that made me laugh, though, right? Because you read about the Guinness Book of World Records had a whole article where I pulled this from. He, they say he dies of natural causes at the age of 57. I'm like, no, he, no, he did it. No, he did it. I'm, I'm sorry, but no, he did no, he didn't. You don't die of natural causes at 57 in 2007. Like well, you died because you ate a plane. Yeah. Like, let's let's call it what and it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot said. of death. A lot of death is related to diet. So I mean, you yeah. know, he, he, you've never ate planes for a living, so you don't know what yeah. that natural. Yeah, I haven't gone on that diet before. <laughs> now, I I give him props for making it that long. I can't imagine what you look like after eating a plane. Dude, yeah. I Over t- to you, like. Dude, his iron levels were crazy. Nuts. Now, before he breaks our hearts or makes us happy, I just need to say this. If the story that we all locked in was false, dude, or is true, which I'm hoping it is. It's wild. Because I just, I hope that's true. I'm concerned. But if you that wrote that is. story, I will, that, that probably is the funniest thing you've ever told me that I've laughed at on this, on here's, this podcast. Here's where my concern, which is why I think that's concern, what it is. Here's where my concern comes in is, 
I don't think he's told a a false historical story, but he's told a lot of false science stories. Hmm. And that's where I'm like second. Well, I guess we're myself, about to find out. But Rip it off. <laughs> now you're making me think through all my former false stories. Is the stump <laughs> did you get three did points get three or points? did you get minus one? I got three points. No! <laughs> Well done. Well done. That finished ski patrol. That is a hundred percent true story. Yeah. Um, and I'm realizing now I didn't type the name of the man. I pulled up the name of the man. He lived to be 72. Like he recollects all of this multiple times. Wow. Um, they were able to track where his position was supposed to be. They were able to find the detonated landmine. Everything was through his memory. That's funny. Yeah. Dude, except for that 62 mile. That's really funny. OD sprint. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> that is so funny though. I, I am so glad that's true, though. <laughs> that, I laughed too hard for it not to be true. And and then the medical one, you medical one out of the out of the blue. Well I done. was like, I need a third story. I don't know where from, and it just it sounds Gosh. like something someone would yeah. try. I feel like somebody eight has. minutes. I was trying to Google like how long it takes you to drown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight minutes it just or so. Depends until on how long. We literally it does. said you that, yeah. and breath. then we were like, yes, yeah, that's why I'm like, I feel like eight, eight minutes is like, somebody's training. This is the second time in this this. Two weeks ago, you did a, or a his, historical one, and I was like, this can't be true. Yeah. Like, but it is. Oh, well. Yeah. Well done, Logan. That well one's done. Fake. Oh, no. Three points. That's double three years. Okay, cool. No go pressure. Ahead. I'll yeah. go. Hey, no pressure. <laughs> I'm going to be really yeah, upset if Spencer gets more than two points because that means my three points they meant mean something, <laughs> but it didn't mean much. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So we have pythons. We have lawsuit, or we have Buddhist monastery. I like the pythons; they're just they're the very python. huggable snakes. Yep, <laughs> just like the ho- just like the horses. Yes, they make yeah. me think of the horses. Yep. If it's hugging one. pythons, how long you can hold one? <laughs> it's, it's not how long you can hold one; it's how long <laughs> they can hold you, and, yeah. then, and then revive them. Okay. Now, speaking of hugging, oh no! In the Cebu City Zoo in the Philippines, there is a free thing you can participate in. A massage by four giant Burmese pythons. They are laid on top of your body as you lay down. In total, the pythons weigh as much as 440 pounds and are about 20 feet long. That's all, all together or individually they weigh? Each in total, total. In total. I, in it's total? probably total. For okay. all four of them. Okay. Yep. Okay. Total. That's what I would say. 100 pounds a piece? Yep. For 20 pounds a snake? But, mm. despite, but despite their size, they are pretty friendly because yeah. they are fed beforehand. The snakes are so big, it takes multiple people to carry each one off of you. Is that mm. it? That's it. That's it. Okay. I don't believe this, but I need to hear your other two. So go. I have, I have a few problems with this one. I have multiple okay. problems with this one. <laughs> and uh, clearly last time I said I had a few problems with things, I just said, screw my whatever and move oh, forward. So you're locking it in now? <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm no! thinking about it because I'm going to do what happens where you talk yourself out of something. Yeah. When, you, when you hear it and you're like, there's too many problems. That's why this I can't locked be true. in so quickly on the last season. I know. Last <laughs> and it then. All right, take us away. Go ahead. Okay, NASA or Buddhist monastery? Give me me the Buddhist. Okay. Bai Su Palace is a Buddhist monastery located in China. However, what you may not know is they're actually one of the most welcoming uh, monasteries for outsiders. The first day of every month, they host a mala-centering ceremony for anyone who wants to join. The day is split into three rituals. The first eight hours, you sit in silence to meditate while incense is burning, Buddhists regard the incense as a divine odor, and its smell is to invoke the presence of the Buddhist divinities. Uh, oh, I just lost my spot. Burning incense works as a sensory way to sanctify the space and offers behaviors with mindfulness and awareness. The second eight hours is spent reciting 
sutras and the repetition of mantras at the foot of Buddha for the inspiration and strength to work on ourselves so that we can create our own cause of happiness as well as to benefit others as much as possible. In the last eight hours is a feast, Palavishka, which commemorates the birth, enlightenment, and death of Buddha. Or the Buddha. Okay. Far more believable than your first one. Yeah, significantly <laughs> more. Which, which means it's probably the yeah, last one. Which means, it means it's, false. it's false. You learned the rhythms of this game. Yeah, he found some monastery and was like, oh, this is cool. Let's make them friendly. They're welcoming. Yeah. Then it'll be like, they actually kill everyone. Yeah. So yeah. The feast is you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Could you imagine? You like sign up hour, for this free eight program. Eight hours of friendship. Eight hours of just, what they're like, really you're doing just roasting. Is like the <laughs> when you're in the incense room, they're preparing <laughs> your body. You're seizing you. Okay, NASA. Oh, no. Oh, Why do I feel like I marinated? Yeah. <laughs> NASA's wow. been working on Mars-related projects for years, but their exploration efforts faced an unexpected situation in 1997 when they were sued by three men for trespassing on the Red Planet. We inherited the planet from our ancestors 3,000 years ago, these men said. However, in an interview with CNN, NASA brushed off the suit. Their news chief, Brian Welch, told the outlet while trying not to laugh. It's a ridiculous claim. Mars is a planet out in the solar system, and that is the property of all humanity, not two or three guys. Here's my problem with this story. As we walked in, you said, how much do you know about space? <laughs> Would you have said that for a truth or a lie? <laughs> Can I call Elon Musk really quick? Just give him a quick I mean, I don't Twitter, believe that Twitter either. Your most believable is number two. Might as well just lock that one in. <laughs> <laughs> Because neither of those other two are believable in any way, shape, or form. The lawsuits around the pythons, I get you say they're friendly because you feed them Well, I'm all, assuming you probably have to sign something. Yeah, but they take a bite out of it. Like, the one guy. I mean, yeah, but they don't. If you're just laying there, for the most part, they'll just lay there. The pythons, like, they choke you out. That's but how they do it. Think about 400 pounds on your body. Yeah, that's crushing weight. Like, that's absolutely crushing weight. Well, if they weigh a total of 400 pounds, but they're 20 feet long, they're only crossing you slightly. Yeah, but all thing. four of them are. All four, but if they're 400 pounds combined, you might only have 200 pounds yeah, on you. How many people does it take to move a 100-pound snake? Also, that's another problem I had with it. I don't know. And carry one in each arm. Do they really only weigh 100 pounds? Yeah, those are some big boys. They're thick. Thick. Man. Thicker than a snicker. All right, so you've got... <laughs> thicker than a snicker. Thicker than a snicker. So you've got... The snakes, the, the monastery, temple, the Buddhist monastery, and then NASA. And NASA. The Buddhist one's just so boring. I can't think of you writing something so boring. Not <laughs> boring, but like it's so believable and true, and it's just something they do to celebrate and good for them. But you have lawsuits on Mars and snakes crushing people. Like I don't know. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I, I may let down the guests at this point because I'm, I'm over two. But I believe the Mars one. I believe that one's true. I believe that that happened because there's some nutcases out there who are like, oh, my ancestors gave me gave me Mars. I believe that. But I'm I like, that monastery one is just so just monotone. Easy I, to believe. Yeah. Man. One of us has to fake it. Oh, no. <laughs> so easy to believe it's got to oh, be. No. no, we don't. We don't because I'm still leaning towards... I'm going to pick Monastery. Okay. Locking You're it in. You're doing it? Oh. Matt's locking in Monastery. Good for you. Give me Mars. Lock Mars. it in. Yeah. Spread it out. Do I do the spread this time? <laughs> spread. I, it's a sign of good stories getting the spread. 
So don't oh, give him man. that satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> No, but then dude. I could ruin the re- my reputation. No, no, you're good. Pick whichever oh, one you man. think is false. All right, so the monastery or... The pythons, the pythons. of Mars. And you said you believe Mars. Dude, I just think I picked up on his tell, so that's why I went Mars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I'm completing the spread. I'm going with the pythons. Going spread. Okay, for you, Spencer. All right. Let me break the favorite hold heart. Up, I love up, to break. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Go ahead. Yeah. How many points do you have? Two. Two. Okay. So that, okay. No. Two. I'm going to break my favorite heart. That's I mine. love to break. That's mine. <laughs> These men were from Yemen, and they said that oh, no. they, they should be inherited the planet. Yeah. So there's no oh, other heart no. that I love to break more than Logan <laughs> Swartz the Trooper. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad I got the triple stump because my guessing yeah. was garbage yeah. this episode. Hey, one yeah. of us got it, though. Yep. One of us yeah! got it. I hope it's you because a minus one for yeah. him. I, so, yes, me too, actually. Go. So the snakes. Let's talk oh, about the snakes. Oh, no. There's so many liabilities. That was my so other one. So many liabilities. Literally, I don't understand how they let them do that. But no. true. That's true. I knew it, no. had it is unfathomable to me. Unfathomable how it's a free that you can go to this zoo Wait, in the Philippines. Wait, it was free? It's free. Let me show you a picture of this. What? If you would have said that, I might have picked that one. What? Because <laughs> um. I think you'd do anything for money, but that's nuts. <laughs> so you made up the monastery. The monastery. I literally threw up. So there's, a lot no, of those there's thi- no friendly monasteries. <clears throat> no, no there's probably all, they're probably all super <laughs> no, friendly. <it's> anywhere. <laughs> They're probably all super they friendly, don't but, for eight hours. <laughs> but they don't do that festival at the start. It's just no. If they do, it was so factual. You just laid out what they did. You laid out yeah. what their history. I Man. was just like, you know what? It's it 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 was the most believable, so it had to be false. I said it when it happened. Let me see. Where's I'm sad. Where'd that go? <laughs> Matt's so wait, making a roll. Right now You're we've got we've got Logan with three. three. Spencer got three. Three. I got four. <laughs> four. Two. Wow. <laughs> This may be the I most the evenly, man. Too, like, man. evenly distributed. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guess. Wait, I just need to I need to pull up a picture of this because it is I actually hate snakes. I'm like fearful of them. Mm. Good to know. Um <laughs> yeah. Logan's all snake stories from now on. Pranks are gonna be hitting all hard. <laughs> Fear factor. Oh Stumped edition. Look at this. Let me see this. Let me see. Tell me that is not the grossest what thing you've the- ever seen. Oh my word, that's oh, terrifying. There's oh. no shot. That's you could horrible. not pay me enough to do it. Couldn't, that couldn't pay me enough to do it. Like Makes me so sad. So <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. Oh. So what was it? Three, three, four, two. So four, three, two. three, four, Matt's two. Matt, comeback continues. Yeah. The trek oh back. Chipping away. Oh my goodness. So at the end of Matt. episode nine, Logan. 24. Well done, well done. Spencer, 19. Okay. Our guest at 16. Okay. And I'm bringing up the rear, but getting real close with 15. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Caleb slash Zach, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank you for well being here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Wow, it was this a blast. was great, guys. Yep. This yes. was yeah, had some fun. good stories yeah. all around. <laughs> So high scoring, a high scoring a episode. High scoring. Yeah. We had yeah. two so triple stumps. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Two triple stumps. <laughs> yeah. We are doing really poor job guessing. A little rough, but Man. oh well. Okay. Wowzers. Well, as we'll always, see. thank you guys for listening, yep. tuning in, and have a good week. Bye. Toodaloo.